Welcome to Pelotis Hills United Methodist Church. We are a vibrant, spiritual community learning to love God, love others, and serve the world. My name is Patsy Reynolds, and I've been a proud member of this church for almost 15 years. I sing in the choir. If you don't sing in the choir, and if you've never experienced making a joyful noise, I recommend it highly, because you'll wonder why you waited so long. As Christ welcomed us with open arms and a loving heart, we too welcome you. Wherever you have been, whatever you have done, no matter your past or present, you have a future. Christ came, lived, and died to ensure that future. If you're a first-time guest, please let us know by filling out by filling out the blue card found in the, the welcome center in the foyer. If you have prayer requests that you would like to share with our prayer team, please fill out our yellow prayer card and place it in the basket or go on our website page and select your prayer request. Good morning, church family. Oh my goodness. So we are, we're, we're going through some changes, right? I'm just, I'm just putting this out there. I did a month of sermons on changes and I did it for a reason. All right, because I knew my heart needed to be open to change. I knew my kids' hearts needed to be open to change. And I figured there might be some other people out there that needed that also. Because change is not normal. It's not natural for humans, right? We like our routines. We like our boxes. We like things how they go. But when we change, we have growing pains. And I get the feeling that we're going to be laughing a lot because we can't laugh at ourselves when we're going through changes. We're taking life way too seriously. Anywho, one of the changes we're doing is bulletins, right? Some people like handheld bulletins. Some people don't like bulletins. We have digital bulletins. We do. I didn't announce it at first service. Um, they are actually on our website. So if you go to hhumc.com, under the Home tab on the top menu, you will find something that says Worship Bulletin. You can click on that, and it will bring up our bulletin each Sunday so that you can follow along on your smartphone because I know most of you out there probably have one right next to you. Mine's right here. So we can follow along and save some trees that way. We don't have to print them all off. If you still like your printed copy, it'll be out on the Welcome Center for you. There is also, like was mentioned, there's a prayer request form on there. There's information about different ministries we have in classes. So if you haven't been to our own website in a long time, please go on there and check it out. We try to keep it updated with events that are happening. If you have a youth, we have some flyers out on the Welcome Center. Middle school or high school age students. We are doing youth days throughout the summer. There's four of them. If you have a student-aged person, please take a flyer and give it to them and take a couple and have them give them to their friends. We have been working on building our youth program. We have youth. I know we have youth because they've aged out of my elementary program. They do exist, but we are letting them sleep in on Sunday morning. Shame on us. They can get up and join us here and be a part of our church family. So that's what the goal is for our summertime events. The first one takes place on July 16th at the Whitty Museum. And if we have 10 students, 10 K through uh, 12th grade students there, our ticket prices go from $20 a person to $5 a person. So I would love for us to have 10 middle school or high schoolers show up for this event to hang out at the Whitty, to explore the natural history around us, and to build those memories and friendships that we all have from growing up in church. So pass them around, tell people about them, email me if you have any questions, children at hhumc.com. You can find that on the website. All right. 
Today, Pastor Cheryl will be sharing a message about how God's love changes our heart. Our first scripture reading today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1, 8 through 8. If I speak in the tongues of humans and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a changing sim- clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of wrongs. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. It believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. This is the word of our Lord. And would you please join me in prayer? This is our prayer of confession. We have not believed you or trusted in your power. Lord, help us, I believe. We have stained our souls by our action and inaction. Cleanse us, Lord. We are broken by disease, bruised by the sins of others, weakened and unable to repair ourselves. Heal us, Lord. We ignore your call to center our lives in you, and so are deaf to the hopes and cries of the poor, the sick, the needy, and the earth. Ground us, Lord. When we confess our sinful ways, God abundantly pardons. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. By one spirit, we are all baptized into the one body. Let, Let us then proceed to the peace The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be always with you. So, with a new pastor, by the way, I'm Cheryl Broom. And I'm your pastor here, and uh, sometimes there are some new things and changes that you'll see. So take a deep breath and know that God is in the transitions. For instance, when we do Holy Communion later, usually the communion liturgy is in your hymnal. We're going to be using a different liturgy, which you'll get to speak a lot more. So those words will appear on the screen, or they'll also be in the bulletin that you can pick up in the welcome area. So as we lift prayers of the people, now it is our custom here. It's my second week, so it's not a custom yet. (laughs) But it will be, I promise. It is our custom to raise your hand if you have a prayer request, and then they'll run up to you and hand you the microphone so that you can share with us any prayer request that you want to make public, and that will be on your heart. Um, As we start... I would like to lift uh, Christy, whose aunt passed away this morning during the worship service. Her name was Nedra Chapa. Lord, hear our prayers. 
What prayers do you bring before this body of believers? Susan? I'd like to give God thanks for 33 years anniversary in my marriage. Lord, hear our prayers. I have um, actually three praises. Um, one is Smitty celebrated his 75th birthday <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> and also one for our grandson, Jake, and his whole, it was 24 students all together that have uh, successfully gotten to Columbia for their missionary trip for two weeks. They're going to be working at the university there and on campus and setting up a program like they are accustomed to here. Praises that they will have uh, the Spirit lift them up for the next two weeks and head home with safe travels. Um, and also another praise for our sweet little Paige, our dear friend's granddaughter that is six years old that has a very rare autoimmune condition that everybody's prayers are helping to heal her. The doctor is so pleased there is a possibility she may be able to go back home before September. So praises um, her bone marrow transplant so far has been successful. And so continued prayers will support Paige. Lord, hear our prayers. I'd like to thank Mr. Eddie, who helped me pump gas. I haven't done that too much since I lost my husband. So he helped me, and I think I know how to do it now. Lord, hear our prayers. Continued prayers for Irene, who's recovering at Warm Springs following a small stroke. Thank you. Lord, hear our prayers. Well, if we don't have any more prayers of the people, then let us go before God with our own prayers. We start with blessing the Lord and praising God for our country celebrating 246 years of independence and freedom. Lord, hear our prayers. We give God thanks for answered prayers, especially this week for the rain. Lord, hear our prayers. That's a lot of joy. And I remember with being with the prayer team Monday night, praying for rain. Wasn't that awesome? And it poured. We got to keep praying for rain. We pray for um, this week, we're mindful of the over 53 immigrants that lost their lives as they were trying to find freedom. We ask that God would bless their friends and their family as they mourn and grant us wisdom to find ways to keep people safe. Lord, hear our prayers. And as wars continue around the world with loss of life and liberty, we pray for God's mercy and peace. Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for family and friends of our church and our community who suffer from illness of body, mind, or spirit, and we ask God to restore their health. Lord, hear our prayers. And now we'll take just a few seconds to lift before God our own prayers in the silence of our hearts. Let us pray.
Loving God, you have made all races and nations to be one family, and you sent Jesus Christ to proclaim the good news of salvation to all people. Pour out your spirit upon the whole creation and hasten the coming of your reign of justice and love among the nations of the world. Today, O oh God, our creator, preserver of all things, we lift before you our prayers, knowing that you hear them. Grant us your mercy and grace as we now pray together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. So I was serving on a team on a religious retreat once. And towards the end of the retreat time, the group was tired. They were getting a little grumpy. And before you knew it, people started sneering and jeering and becoming offended and getting mad at each other. Feelings were hurt and tempers were escalating. Here we were at a Christian retreat and our sin nature was beginning to show. All of us wanted to be a Christian in our hearts, but we were missing the mark. You know, that's the definition of sin. It's an archery term, and it's like the arrow that missed the mark. The words of a song hit my heart, and I began to sing silently to myself, Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. You know that song? Well, just those words at that moment caused me to pause. I'm going to call that a holy pause. And that's all I needed to refocus my heart on Jesus. Now, did you know the Old Testament, the word for heart, appears more than 800 times, 200 of which talk about our emotions and our thought life, about how we love God. The heart is the wellspring of life. It holds things that motivate us and mold us. And when we give our heart to God through Jesus Christ, we begin a lifelong journey. Yet even though, even though we've given our heart to Jesus, too often we fail, we falter, we fail. I'm so grateful to God for God's patience and forgiveness and that God loves us through our times of growth. We in the United Methodist Church call this sanctification or growing in grace. And it's a daily process whereby we grow to be more and more like Jesus. Jesus said, as it's recorded in Mark chapter 12, verses 30, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. 
Now, love here is just not a sentimental word. It's just not a word about deep, intense feelings or affection. The word that was used here is called agapeo. And some of you might have heard this before in a walk to Emmaus. The word, the noun is agape. Agape love is about a choice. When you agape love someone, you see them in a favorable light. You delight in them. It's a choice to act faithfully on their behalf. Agape love. Now, I wonder also if you realize that the average person makes over 20,000 choices, decisions every day. Just think about the decisions that you made to get you here to church. You probably made 100 decisions just to be here in worship today. Some of us, every morning when we wake up, we brush our teeth. And some people make a choice to eat breakfast and then brush their teeth. We make these choices that become routines in order to order our life so that they make sense. We create rituals to get everything done that needs to get done. Well, other actions that we take are also made by choice like whether we condemn or criticize other people's actions. Some of these choices are made with even out our conscious awareness, and they can easily become bad behaviors that will get us in trouble. Take, for example, the choice to get angry. It is a choice. And maybe we're driving, and we're on our way to work, or on our way to school, or on our way to church, and someone cuts us off in traffic. And in that second, we make a choice. Yeah, we might find ourselves aggravated by the circumstances, and we may honk our horn, or we may make some angry gestures. I won't show you any of those. And then we might feel actually justified in our aggressive attack on another person. It's true, and that's why some Christians should never have a cross or a fish bumper sticker on their car. That's how we get a bad reputation, isn't it? Lord, we want to be a Christian in our heart, but how can we do it when we so often react by picking a fight or making a comment that's not fit for a Christian? Don't we want to be kind? We want to be caring and generous in word and spirit. We don't want to gossip or be selfish or critical. Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. And there is another Christian song that comes to my mind. I should have told you earlier, Kathy. You know this song. If you know it, sing it with me. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our... Yes, they'll know we are Christians by by our love. Jesus said we should love God, the Lord our God, with all our heart, and with all our soul, and with all our whole mind, and with all our strength. And the word heart here is in Greek, and the root word is cardia. Sound familiar? That's the Greek word for cardia, heart. And it is considered the center of one's life, physical, spiritual, emotional, mental. The heart is the center of our life. The heart drives our beliefs and emotions and thoughts and intentions The hearts will guide us in our thoughts and in our deeds. Now, the word for soul is psyche. 
Sound familiar? And the psyche focuses on that vital source within us that keeps us alive, our soul, our psyche. And although in this scripture reading, the word for mind is not found in the original Old Testament Jesus quoted here, which is found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, it certainly was appropriate for an audience that was influenced by more logical Greek culture. It comes from the Greek word dianoia, which means our mind, spirit, the way of thinking, the way of feeling. So put together, heart, soul, and mind cover every aspect of our personalities, our being, our thoughts, everything that influences our feelings and desires and intentions. We are to love God with all of that. It is with the heart, mind, and soul that we're directed in how we feel and what we will do. When we turn our heart to the Lord and set our mind on God, set our soul on God, set our strength on God, and when we believe that God sent Jesus to free us, we can receive yet another gift from God, and that is the gift of the Holy Spirit. The moment we say yes, the Holy Spirit is available to each and every one of us. The Spirit helps us to live in the power of God's grace and love. The Spirit is available 24-7 to guide us. But we have to make a choice to open our heart to receive the Holy Spirit's direction and wisdom and guidance. All of us have access to the Holy Spirit and this power to live in the most sacred relationships, living out our values and our beliefs. And whether we have been a Christian our whole life or whether we're just starting our journey toward God, the gift of the Spirit is yours. Just be open to it. See, God has given us free will. And this free will with the Holy Spirit means that you may have an, to really say, God, let my heart be open to your Holy Spirit. Let me be your heart in your hands to fully love God. That is always our choice. Jesus gave us examples on how to live and how to love. In word and in deed, he was wise and he was compassionate and he was caring. Jesus promoted love without judgment. Jesus advocated for the poor. Jesus was a strong agent of social justice. He treated people with respect and even befriending those who were cast out by society. We who follow Jesus, on the other hand, we're not always perfect. And sometimes we act in the exact opposite way. Too often Christians are confrontational, judgmental, intolerant, hypercritical, and well, that's on a good day. It's true. We want to be a Christian in our hearts. And that's why we come to church. That's why we're here. We're in training. We're still learning. This week, Roy Baldwin sent me the vision statement for Helotus Hills. He said it was written back in 2013. It says, we are a vibrant spiritual community learning to love God love others, and serve the world. Now, personally, I'm delighted that you put in there that you're learning because we learn through our experience and we learn through doing and trying. 
So hopefully we are all learning to be a community that loves God, that loves each other and serves the world. Well, you know, even though we are this vibrant community, sometimes we have a vision and yet we need to take that holy pause. You know the one I was talking about. It's when you're all worked up in some behavior or you find yourself screaming at somebody. Usually it's my family. And I need to take a holy pause where I take a breath and I get re-centered on Christ and God's love for me. And as I take this holy pause, I come to the knowledge that God is love and Jesus is our inspiration. If we can keep that in the forefront of our minds, our behavior will follow our heart. Yeah, there are times when each of us will make mistakes, but we can turn from our mistakes. And do you know the word repent literally means to turn? It means if you're going the wrong direction, turn and take a new direction. Repent and believe and grow in grace. Jesus is our model. Jesus is our way back to God. And Jesus defied culture. He defied the customs of the day. He defied the religious society to love even the least of us. And because we are loved by him, we are called to love like him. Lord, I want to be a Christian. What about you? If you want to be a Christian in your heart and in your life, will you pray this prayer with me? Just repeat it after I say the words. Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. I joyfully ask you to take me up in residence in my heart that I may love like you. Help me to overcome bad choices and choose love in every instance, in every circumstance. Let your Holy Spirit have reign in my life, in my heart, leading me, guiding me, showing me your way. This I ask in Jesus' name, through the power of the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. You can say both amens. The word amen, this is the sign for amen. Isn't that cool? It's like, okay, amen. It means truly. That's what we're saying when we say amen, truly. So when we come together in the Lord's house, it's great to be here, to be together. And our response is God's calling to us is to praise and give thanks to God. And we're blessed to share our prayers our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. In gratefulness, we share our lives with God and with each other. Now, one way for you to share is to give your pledge or gifts by placing them in the box, which is directly behind those doors. Or you can give to the church by going to our webpage, 
www.hhumc.com, and there's a giving page just for you. If you are ready to give God thanks, will you please stand together as we sing the doxology? Today, as is our custom on the first Sunday of the month, we share in Holy Communion together. And so, remember the words will be up on the screen or in the bulletin you hold in your hands, and they're a little different than what you're accustomed to. Come to the Lord's table, all you who love him. Come to the Lord's table and be at peace. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, holy triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. From the rising of the sun to its setting, your name is to be praised among all peoples. And therefore, we praise you, joining our voice with your people on earth and all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full, full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. You are holy, almighty one. Blessed are you, Jesus Christ. In the power of your spirit, you created all things, blessed them, and called them good. You called to yourself a people to make your mercy and truth known in all the world. We betrayed your calling. We wandered from the way. And still we turned from your ways and abused your creatures and made ourselves slaves to sin and death. At the right time, you came and dwelt among us as one of us, bringing good news to the poor, healing the sick, raising the dead, sharing table with the unrighteous, and teaching the way of life that leads to life. By your incarnation, life, suffering, execution, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery, and made a new covenant with us by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he was betrayed, Lord Jesus, you took bread and you blessed it and then you broke it and gave it to your disciples and said, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You did the same with the cup. After the supper and the gathering of your disciples, you blessed the cup and then you gave it to your disciples and said, take and drink for this is my blood the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Blessed Trinity, in remembrance of all you have done to save us, we offer ourselves to you in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of our faith. 
Christ has come among us. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ abides with us. Christ will come again. Pour out your spirit on us. Pour out your spirit on these gifts. Make these gifts the body and blood of Christ. Abba, Father, glory to you. Come, Lord Jesus. Glory to you. Holy Spirit, glory to you. Holy, blessed Trinity, glory to you. I'm going to ask those who are helping to serve, come up. We're going to receive Holy Communion with the bread and these cups. I'll bring it down to you. I will offer you the bread as Christ's body in love broken for us. Patsy will offer you the cup of redemption. You get the first offense. Spirit of the Lord is truly in this place. Will you join me in saying the prayer after receiving? Lord, you now have set your servants free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of ours have seen the Savior whom you have prepared for all the world to see. Blessings and honor and glory are yours now and forever. Amen. We believe that we are lifelong learners on this journey as we continue to be transformed. And we're always striving to nurture this and deepen this relationship with God through Christ. It is through that growing relationship that we have a deep sense of gratitude for God, for all God has done for us. And we are called to go and make disciples. So I'd like for you to join me in saying the mission statement of this church. We'll practice it every week until we know it by heart and we live it by making one of those 20,000 choices that we make a day, a choice to be a disciple and make disciples. Will you say it with me? The mission of Helotus Hills United Methodist Church is to make new disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Are you revved up now? You've been fed. You've been at God's table. You have the Holy Spirit to guide you. And so I'll invite you, if you are not a member of this church and you want to join, you can come up here and greet me during the singing of this, our final hymn. Oh, yeah, you can go there, too, at Cheryl, Pastor Cheryl at hhumc.com. That's my email address. So if you need to connect with me for any reason, give me a call, send me a write, contact me. Next week, we're going to talk about, Lord, I want to be a Christian in my head. Hmm. And then the final week, Lord, I want to be a Christian with my hands. And so we're going to explore, explore what it means to be a Christian, to live our Christian lifestyle using our heads. We're Methodist. Methodists use our brains. And then how do we use our hands? We're Methodists. We serve the world because that's what John Wesley taught his people to do and disciples of Christ.
So we go forth in the power of this blessing that you have received sustenance this day. God has filled you with the Holy Spirit and with the power you need to go into the world to share the the love of God in in the light of Christ. Kind of like Chelsea did in taking the flame out. That's our call too, to take the flame out in our heart and share it with others so that you may now go forth in God's peace. Amen? Amen? Let's sing.